Hi, everybody. It's episode 465, 66. I don't remember. I thought I wrote 65 I earlier, but the, the document says 66. I'm very confused now. Let me look. I don't know what episode we're on, everybody. 65. It's fine. This is 65. I fucked up. It's not It's not 469, so no one cares. That's fair. True. Episode 465, everybody. Figured it out. Uh, it's Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing? Enjo- enjoying the 90 degree weather? Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, I took Chase out for a walk at lunchtime. It wasn't too bad. And I don't think it had quite reached 90 at that time. Man, um, yesterday after like evening when it was like 92, um, walking up the steps at the um, the the man was a bad fucking time. <laughs> Should have just done the res- the like VIP parking and parked up at the entrance. That's literally right there. I didn't know there was um par- other parking up there, actually. Yeah, there's parking up there. Oh, I never knew I'm that. I'm pretty I, sure you have to pay for it. I also didn't know there was an entrance that you could actually go in up there. I thought you had to go in down at the main gate. Oh, or, or just... Did I not... Or, I guess maybe I only told Erica at that uh, the used show. Yeah, probably. There's a gate, like, fucking right there. <laughs> yeah, I've never... I don't or, think I've uh, ever noticed anyone going in and out of it. Or, you know, just don't go to summer concerts. But I wanted to. See, outside. I wanted to see story of the year, though. I mean, you could have waited for them to be inside. I mean, who knows when that is? Also, I got to see Yellow is Card. It? That was fun. I got to see them a few years ago and was made fun of for seeing them. A few years yeah, ago. They, they are not one of my favorites, but I I do really like story of the year, and they were opening, so I'm like, I will go see story of the year. And Erica was actually I, I excited to, to see Yellow Card. I got to see them for their uh, first farewell tour. Yeah, they which. Yeah. I I don't know if they're like remaking music or if they're just retouring. No, they so. they have a new album coming. Um okay. they're like the latter half of their set list. Um they actually said that it's all um it's it's stuff off their upcoming EP or whatever and uh one of the songs I guess they literally just released. Like it was it's their first time playing it live on this tour basically. Mm-hmm. And like it was it was catchy. Um I only really know songs off of their first CD. Um, or off of Ocean Avenue, which I think is their first CD. I believe so. So, like... If it's not their first CD, it's their first major hits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it was fun, because it was, you know, it, it was Page Avenue versus Ocean Avenue. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually, I was surprised, because I thought, because so many other bands are doing, like, the 20th or whatever tours for albums this year, and they're just, they're just playing the full albums. Um, they did not, I guess because it's been, you know nine years or whatever since they went on tour what was it 2014 uh, or 15 i think it's 2016 okay so not not even... quite that long um yeah but they played a bunch of songs off of ocean avenue but um not all of them uh i want to say maybe like uh, they had like a 20 song set list and maybe like less than half were ocean avenue songs mm-hmm. but it was a good time mayday parade played in the middle they're fine they played the three songs i know so <laughs> Yeah, I saw them in 2016. So it's yeah, they it's been uh 7 years since they toured. Yeah, which I mean good for them for getting back together. Yeah, I'm um, I I know I I well, did they call it quits cuz one of them had cancer? That I don't know. Or that might have happened while they were t- initially. I can't remember. I think they I think they stopped cuz somebody got cancer the fiddler got cancer oh i know they have a different drummer because they mentioned that um the drummer with them tonight is somebody is like a drummer that played with them on that farewell tour um and was not their previous drummer 
Yeah, they've had, I think if you go to Wiki, they've had some trouble keeping drummers. Yeah. But a lot of bands tend to have trouble keeping drummers for some reason. Yeah. Um, I will say, it, Drew, have you ever seen Story of the Year? Yes, they played at Ohio's for Lovers last year. They are a fun band live. Yeah, they're pretty good. Like, they, they sound good, but like, they just seem to be having a good time too. Like, mm-hmm. um, at one point they, um, they were talking and the singer's just like, yeah, we are the third best band in the world. And then he's like, we're right behind Taylor Swift and the Spice Girls. <laughs> and, um, he was actually wearing a Taylor Swift shirt and like the crowd actually like, like, like wooed when they, when he said the Spice Girls and he like kind of stopped and looked and he's like, I've never gotten a, gotten a woo for the Spice Girls. So. That's Who doesn't fun. woo the Spice Girls, man? I mean, like, other cities. Uh, dude, apparently, like, Philly is actually a pretty good, like, concert area. Um, I have a friend who's down in, like, the Atlanta area, and, like, apparently their concerts down there are fucking horrible. Like, no one mm-hmm. moves, like, it, like, no one's really, like, excited, like, everyone just kind of stands there and, like, bobs their head a little bit. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about, what was the concert I went to with my cousin? Do I have that set list saved for that band? Hold on, let me see if I have the set list. What band was I it? I can remember it. I, I'm trying to find the set list to remember the band. It was a band that he liked, that he was looking for friends to go see it with. And so I was like, you know what? Sure, why not? Um, this was back when I uh, was obviously pre-pandemic. Um, I don't, I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have them saved as a set list. I don't remember the name of the band, but it was, they were like more of like maybe a pseudo indie band, indie rock band, something like that. They were a smaller band and this is like their first time headlining. And let me tell you, it was the most depressing thing after the band ended because everyone's just standing there in pitch silence waiting for an encore, literally waiting for the encore. They're not cheering. They're not clapping. They're not yelling. None. It's just, all right, thank you, Philly. And everyone cheers and they leave the stage and then silence. But everyone's still standing there staring. Because the the lights were off. So everyone knew they were coming back out for. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I looked at my cousin. I'm like, no offense, but if I were this band, I wouldn't come out for an encore. And he's like, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Yeah. That, that, like, that's a bummer. That's not a good time. So, like, I was like, and it wasn't like a two second, like, wait. It was, it was like a good five minutes between them leaving stage and coming back. It was a decent amount of time to where, like, I literally was getting so anxious. I started, yeah, one more song. Let's go. Woo. Like trying to rile up the, the crowd and a few people picked it up. And then I, st- and then, and then everyone stopped again and it got like, you could hear a pin drop. It was that quiet. See this, and I'm just that's like, why bands need to just stop doing the 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 fake um fake finish. Just yes, yeah. just play straight through. No, yeah. Nobody nobody wants to wait around in the dark for for an extra two minutes. No. The the yeah. only good thing about that th- that little bit is like it's a good sign of like if if you're in the crowd and you don't feel like you need to be there, it's a good time to like walk towards the exit so that you know you can get out in an orderly fashion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go go to the merch stand, get your merch if you want to get it, and head out. But yeah, that's. That's a that's a bummer. I was I was gonna make a, a comment and now I forget what it is. Huh? Had it had to do with with live music. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Was it that there is a growing trend of bands not doing fucking encores? I mean, there is that. Realizing it's, it's dumb. It's yeah. It it, it is refreshing. Um, cause yeah, like I, like I get like sometimes you need you need a breather, but like just hang out on stage, like like have a little banter. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I like the idea of an encore, but make it an actual fucking encore and not just a, oh, we're going to step off and we're definitely going to come back. Like, make, I, I, I might be the only one who, who thinks this, make the crowd deserve the encore. Like, if the crowd isn't attend, like, isn't cheering for you for the time that you're off stage, then leave. <laughs> like, it's done. You don't need to go back out. Yeah. No, I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, like if 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 people expect you to come out and just sit there and wait for you to come out and aren't cheering for you to come out, then don't do the encore because the point of the encore was because people were cheering for one more song. Like if no one's cheering for one more song, then don't do one more song. The set's over. You finished your set list. They you don't clearly don't to want do to see encore. you anymore. The crowd exactly. does not care. <laughs> But even if they do want to see you, they should show that they want to see you. Like, yeah. they should be cheering. It's it's that simple. Yeah, but it's I, also just become this, like, oh, well, you're expected to do it. Yeah. So people just do it whether or not they actually want more. I mean, realistically, you're there for the headliner. You probably want to see more, but... There are probably times where the headliner sucked shit, and yeah, no, you're ready to just fucking leave. Dude, there are plenty but of times I've gone to concerts encore. for not the headliner. Oh, same. Yeah. I left, I mean, this was years and years ago, I think I was in college still, I left Taste of Chaos before Kill Switch. I, I regret it, but I did have an entire fucking crowd fall on my ankles. So, that's part of the reason why. <laughs> but it was just like, Dragon Force killed the set. Like, they killed it. And it was just like, you can't follow that up. It was fantastic. And I was barely standing as it was before the crowd fell on me. And then the crowd fell on me. And I was just like, guys, I don't know if I can stand here for another band. And they're like, we get it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And, like, you kind of know, like, the like the headliner, if they're going to, um, if, if, like, they're going to have an encore or not. Because, like, if they don't play their most popular song, they're coming back out. Like... Mm-hmm. Simple as that, like um, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, Drew last year at the um the Less Than Jake um uh why am I bowling for soup? Dufan Glory, oh bowling for th- yeah that one. Um, like um uh, what's his face from Bowling for Soup? Literally said like, hey, you know how you know when the set's over when we play our our best known song, <laughs> and then they played nineteen eighty five. Yep, that's why uh, Coheed needs to start coming out to Welcome Home. And then get into the rest of their set. This way, it's like, now you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, I like the bands that they at least, um, they pepper in, like, they'll come out to, like, a well-known song. And then, like, or, like, even if it's not, like, a well-known one, like, they'll open up with something that's, like, like, at least known. And then they'll pepper some of the other, like, really well-known stuff throughout the set list. So, like, you know that, like, there's going to be a lot of people screaming along, like, multiple times throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely how the, um, the yellow card and, and story of the year sets were like the mayday parade one was like i feel like when they play live they they seemed at least a couple times i've seen them they seem to lean more on their like more like low energy songs for lack of a better word like they they finish with like slightly like more not upbeat like in in the the lyrics but like upbeat like beat wise but like a lot of the middle is like kind of like slow sad songs it's a little weird little little weird to to see between, like, two bands that are kind of high energy. Yeah. But, anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? Yes. Oh, right. We have to do that still. Um, yeah, not a lot. Um... Yeah, because you didn't do anything. Drew played... Jesus. I, I neither did... You did less than I did. Did I? 
Uh, I mean, um, we probably did about the same. Uh, except, I mean, technically I did more because I played more Final Fantasy than you did. But, uh, uh Drew played some of, uh, Chivalry 2. I watched most of the season of Black Mirror. I didn't get around to watching the last episode. Uh, Cobb, you watched a couple of movies. And if we want to talk about it, um, the, the Activision Blizzard deal is actually going to be allowed to go through, I think. But that's, that's, oh, that's, yeah, the, the, um, the FTC FTC, did approve uh, that. Yeah. FTC approved the Activision. Or they, 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 they didn't, they didn't block it, right? No, yeah, they're not blocking. No. They're... The courts said that the FTC's temporary injunction stopping it is not allowed. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I had not really read or anything on that. I had just seen like a couple like headlines, and one thing that said, um, f with whatever ruling happened, like the merger could happen as soon as next month, but not like a. It is going to happen next month. I guess, like, if all the if if all the stars well, align, it it could happen that quickly. I think there was like contractual language that it needs to happen by the 18th of this month. Really? Or Microsoft has to pay two billion dollars to Activision. Well, that's just that's like but, what they find in their cushions, right? So, like, that's not a big deal. Fair. But also, like, I'm sure there's contractual language to where if the fucking government is stopping them from doing this then they didn't have to pay it. I'm sure there's got to be something somewhere in there be like, all right, well, the government stopped us for four months, so we now have X amount of time to finish. I'm sure, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't you would know their think, legal but who, contracts. Who knows, but, right? Yeah. But, Drew, how is, uh, how's Chivalry 2? It's pretty silly. I, it's it, pretty cool. Is that like the weird, like, kind of ragdolly night game? Yes. Okay. Um... I, I mean, literally, uh, one of the button, uh, or well, if you double tap square, it was a PS Plus game last month, so I was playing it for a little bit because I didn't feel like playing anything else yesterday. Um, as you're going through the training, it tells you that double tap square is a war cry, and it like encourages you to be using your war cry like whenever you can. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just a thing because I was it was my first day playing the game or if it's just a random thing in there but a few times when i did war cries my guy would just yell it's my first day <laughs> and that's great it's a class-based melee focused although there are also archers um but heavily melee focused medieval combat game i feel like, like i've uh, seen a like i've seen like clips of that and it looks goofy yeah it, it's pretty silly it's it's hard uh, um, one thing I kept forgetting is a thing they hammer in. It's like the first thing they te- teach you in the training is that when you swing your sword, like the attacks are on the shoulder button. There's like a swipe attack, an overhead and a stab that you can do with every weapon. You are supposed to like also turn your body so that you're hitting earlier in the screen, essentially. You know, so, like, instead of having to wait for your swing to get all the way in front of you to hit the target, you're swinging your whole body to swing the sword or the axe or whatever you have. So you kind of want to kind of time your swing and your turn so you're hitting your enemy on the very edge of the screen. Okay. Which, it's so, like, not what I'm thinking about when I'm playing a first-person game. 
I mean, un- understandably, that seems very like, oh, wait, it's first person? Yes. I did not realize that. For some reason, I thought it was third person. You can move it out to third person, but I feel like that would be incredibly hard. Okay, yeah, it's like, based on, like, the way that you were just describing the combat, like... Yeah. Yeah, I guess th- yeah, that the- does make sense. Because it is not, like, action game combat. It is hit a button, your character will swing a sword with very weighty feel to the attacks, especially if you hold and do a heavy attack. Like, it takes a while for them to wind up and swing. Uh, so, it's all about learning the timing on the weapons and... Like I said, remembering to like move your focus with your swing, which is real counterintuitive to me. So it took a while for me to get in habit of doing that. And when I would remember to do it, I would be way more effective in the fights. But when there's like, I want to say it's like 64 player games. So you'll have like 30 people on each side running at each other and then it just becomes chaos. And you're just hammering on buttons, swinging. I totally forget to turn 90% of the time. Huh. Yeah, if, for some reason, like, if, if assuming this is the game that I, I think I'm thinking of, um, I thought it was, like, like just goofy. Like, I didn't think it was actually, like, challenging. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's it's all multiplayer. It's PvP. Oh. Maybe this isn't the game I'm thinking of, then. Maybe it's not. Are you thinking of, like, totally accurate battle simulator? Yes. That is what I'm thinking of. Where the characters are just colors? That <laughs> Totally Accurate Battle Simulator is such a different game from Chivalry 2. Like, but there is a lot of very same DNA in this. Like, Chivalry is way more realistic in how it looks. They're equally silly in like the overall feel of the game. Like, like the, the training was super silly feeling. Like, the uh, narrator that's, like, walking you through stuff it, it had, a, like, a, a silly feel to it. And also, like, you can cut cut limbs off. I, I noticed people running around with no arms, and I'm like, how are you still alive? You have no arms. Nice. I think I might, in my head, have been, like, putting both of those together. Maybe. But I don't think I realized right. that sh- that chivalry was multiplayer either. I thought it was more just like um like battle arena sort of thing. Like it was just you versus like like um like a dynasty warriors, like you versus hordes of enemies uh, sort of deal. No, no, no. It's a hundred percent an online multiplayer game. What did it, was it easy to get like into games and stuff then? Yeah, uh, I was finding it, it seemed to keep you kind of in a lobby for a while if you wanted. Like if you didn't back out, it would just like okay. That match ended. Starting up a new game. Oh, nice. Let's go. Like, it took 20 seconds to get... 30 seconds to get into a game the first time. And for a minute, I was like, oh, did a bunch of people download this and then stop playing it immediately? But then, as soon as I connected, it was just running, like, full game. How long did, like, a, a match take? They take a little while. Um, Do you know how many players uh, are in a match? It was 64. Oh, okay. It so it's almost like a... 32. So it's almost like a, um, a Battle Royale. Kind of, except you're on two teams of 30. Okay. Um, so yeah, lots of players, lots of just screaming. You're just hearing yelling and swords and shields clashing. And like I said, occasionally just randomly seeing a dude with their arms chopped off. Like, oh, it's pretty decent. I'll probably play some more. Now, do you know if you could chop off an arm and then run around with it as your weapon? I don't know. 
maybe you can definitely pick up weapons that from anyone you've killed or that have just randomly been thrown because you can throw basically every weapon um but i didn't I, I was rarely looking down to try to find an arm to pick up because there are almost always people around trying to kill you <laughs> that sounds that sounds accurate with that many players like yeah and like the respawns are pretty quick like it's on a timer so sometimes you might wait like 10 seconds to respawn sometimes you die like right as the timer was about to reset and you immediately respawn and, oh and when you respawn you are running like it's not like you just spawn in a spot and have to start moving it is automatically running you towards the combat so what's um so if you respawn what's the victory conditions then um it's usually like i'm pretty sure all the ones i were playing it was there's an attacking team and defending team and the attacking team is trying to capture points along the way and that'll push the respawn back and i it's like four or five different capture points one i was playing on we were the defenders eventually we got pushed far back enough that the faction's king was like okay well i'm gonna join the battlefield and assist you and you had to protect the king also out there killing people with you so the final victory thing for the other team was kill the king okay okay that's that's interesting yeah it's like the domination style points like in uh call of duty where it's like they got to get to a spot and hold the spot for a little bit it was fun yeah for for some reason i just when you were initially saying like like team based and all i just assumed it was uh like when you're dead you're dead and it's the first team to um to finish basically oh yeah no 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 you die a lot and it tells you how many people died at the end or like how many deaths each team had at the end and it's hundred like i would it would easily be like oh the losing team died like 450 times. The winning team had like 350. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you die fast. I mean, like a couple good unblocked hits and you're down. Okay. And you said that it was PS Plus? Yeah. Huh. Rich, you should play that on stream. Change it up a little bit. Um, I, I've i got too much to play right now, man. I've got too much to play coming out. And I'm honestly overwhelmed with games right now. <laughs> too much i'm not i can't i can't take a break from things right now sure you can you just stop playing them and go play other things i mean yeah i can but um i freaking remnant 2 comes out next week um it comes out on thursday no maybe maybe thursday what day is it i thought that one came out the end of the month it comes out on the 20... It is There's early release for pre-order shit, and then there's, like, the regular release. Um, and it's sometime next week that it comes out for early. And then pre-order is, like, the following week, that following Tuesday or something. So I think it might be, like, the 20th and then the 25th. Pikmin comes out the 27th. I'm obviously not getting Pikmin right now because Remnant, which means I want to try to beat Final Fantasy before Remnant comes out. But also, Remnant's not going to be an everyday game um, because of the style of game it's going to be. It's going to be uh, uh, like a game that I'm going to return to and whatnot, but I am going to want to do the story. Um, and, and then there's just still all the fucking games that I've been wanting to play that I haven't played, that I haven't gotten. So, like, it's just I just don't have time for games. I don't have time for all the games right now, man. Games, All the games I've been playing are so fucking long anymore. That's why I'm telling you, play this fun, like... 22nd to join, like, massively online, like, battle game. Um, I mean, I, I could, but I, I'm just, I don't, I don't really know if I'd be in, I'm watching somebody play it right now. 
Um, they're running around with a broom as their weapon. Um, True, did you run around with a broom at all? it's silly, for sure. Huh? I asked Drew if he ran around with a broom at all. I did not. Uh, like, as you're leveling up, you're unlocking skins and whatnot for the weapons, so that's probably just some sort of reskin polearm thing. Yeah, it looks silly, but I just, I don't 100% know if it would be my thing. I mean, that's, that's fair. That is fair. Um, I just like telling you to play things that, you know, are different that from you what you normally play. you won't come watch me play anyway. No, no, I won't, but hey. Hon- honestly, though, this might not be that much different from what, from the games I normally play. It's just, I don't think this game is that much for me. Yeah, I, who knows if you even remembered to redeem it last month. Ah, uh, shit. That's a good question. <laughs> I was kidding, but I then just, I realized, I, like, yeah, no, there's a good chance you didn't. I I just remember to redeem this month's games just now because as we were talking, because I had seen a thing about uh, next month's games, and I was like, I wonder if I ever did this month's uh, purchased, and then can I sort by purchase date? Yes, uh, Final Fantasy Trek Young. Nope, nope. <laughs> I do have it. I do have it. I do oh, have you do it. have it. It was. It wasn't last. It, there's no way it was last month's game. It had been like a few months ago. Because I, like, it would be, I have Alan Wake and Endling, which is this month's Final Fantasy, which I bought two weeks ago, Trek to Yomi and Jurassic World Evolution 2, NBA 2K23, Grid Legends, Descended, or, I don't know, it's a bike game, and then Chivalry 2 and Trails of Iron, so I don't know how long ago that was. Oh, okay, it was May. Not there true. we go. Yeah, that's why I got confused for a second, because it wasn't right at the bottom, or right at the top. But no, I, I like... It is not a game that like I think I would probably play very much of, but it it actually sounds like it's it's cool if like that's the sort of game you want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I played uh, For Honor and it gives me a little bit of For Honor vibes, just not as specific combat. Um, like For Honor, the combat is very specific, but I I could not get into that with against uh like in the horde mode style or in the big big battle style of For Honor. I've I've only played it like once or twice. Um. I could get into that game if it was like a like a PVE fighter, but I can't get into it in like the like the, just the siege mode because it's just like I was like I don't I don't know what I'm doing and I don't really care to take the time to learn what I'm doing. That's that's sort of my issue too. Like I don't I don't play stuff for long enough sessions to get that good at it, and I feel like I would just end up spending most of the time dead. Like similar with like like games like Apex. Like I'm not good at those, so when I do play it, like I just spend most of the time dead. Yeah, yeah I, I know that feeling also. <laughs> Says the guy who spent an entire month playing nothing but Apex. And after about two weeks, I was hating everything. Were you? Was it because you um you ranked up and you were just like like no offense, but like outclassed by like people or? I was having bad. I I couldn't rank up beyond like I was. I got to silver one, but I was just I was having. I don't think I was outclassed. I just like I I I I don't know. Maybe I was slightly outclassed. I don't think it was that. I think I was just having very bad matches and just not enjoying myself because, like, I can't sit there and play the same game for that long and nothing else. Like, it's it's not killing me, but it's kind of killed me a little bit with all of the RPGs I've been playing, where they're taking 10-plus sessions to play. Like, I'm on session... Next time I play Final Fantasy, it's session fucking 9, man. Like... This is, it's, it's a lot of game, and this is a game that I'm enjoying enough to where I'm going to want to, like, do all the extra shit, or at least try to platinum it, and I know, but, like, that's gonna, once I beat the story, then that's gonna be like, alright, let me go back to it, like, once a week, or, or on my spare time, or something like that, this is not going to... So you're gonna have to AP farm, is what you're saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've I don't as far as I know, there's no trophy for uh master every ability. As far as I know, there's no like I looked through the trophy list. There's no trophy for master, but it might be a locked trophy. I was gonna say it, it's probably a hidden trophy. Um, I'm looking at PSN profiles. Sixteen, right? Uh, trophy, trophy, every trophy. Uh, main story, main story. Blah blah blah. Game. Hold on, this is great content. It really is. Okay. There we go. Final Fantasy sixteen. Found it. Um, master, master, master all, all feats and abilities to Ace. their maximum. All feats and abilities to their maximum. Okay. Uh, that's, it's, that's apparently not, un- it's, that, that is a hidden trophy for some reason. Uh, there's a master all of a single icon's abilities and feats and upgrade all feats and abilities to their maximum. So now we know why so. you have to AP farm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. People, but a- anyone maybe. who's listening now is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but look, like, I, mid game, mid game, uh, it really doesn't matter. But if I want to do that, I mean, maybe, maybe I do need AP farm. Maybe I don't. I'm, like I said, I'm halfway through the game, or less than halfway through the game, and I haven't needed to worry about AP farming at the moment. Yeah. I don't have everything mastered, but it's, it, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get to the end of the game. It looks like you also have to spend 36,000 gil at Tub and Crown. 36, that's, I mean, I have 100,000 gil right now, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, and, like, if the game is, like, designed well, ideally you won't have to do, any major farming like you might have to go like spend a little time grinding just to like finish off a few things but hopefully by the end of the game like you're able to mostly master everything just by playing the game Mm -hmm. but i guess you'll find out yeah we'll see like i like i was saying i'm at the point where six abilities like are, are are unlocked like i have the most abilities that can be equipped and i have like Six more that I can't even equip right now because you can only have six at a time. So I'm just doing nothing with my AP at the moment. So as new shit comes up, I can just upgrade it and and learn it. But it's per it's if if you don't have it, you have to purchase it, which is usually only about two hundred tops. And then to upgrade it, it's like a couple. It's like fifteen hundred. And then to master it, it's maybe like three thousand. But I who I have like forty hours left in the game. Jesus. To me, yeah, it's like a 60-hour game, I think. I thought it was only 40. I don't know. That's what it was up on how long to beat for a little while. See, I thought I'd seen uh, So main pl- so completionist is 71. Main plus extras, which is kind of what you're on at the moment, is 55. But just main story yeah, only so, is 34. So, yeah, 60 hours. Yeah. Yeah, unless, like, if, if you were just a play through the story, it would be much quicker. But that's not you. Yeah, but I... I no, I do all the side... I, at minimum, do all of the available side quests and hunts and things like that. Like, I'm not normally a trophy hunter. I'm not normally, like, a platinum guy. And, like, seeing that one of them is AP farming, I don't know if I'm going to care that much to do that. Uh, it depends on how much AP I'm going to need after I beat the game to determine whether or not I'm going to do that. And But at least yeah, now you have it, that guide it, on how to do it. I mean, I won't use that. I, I, pro- I probably won't use that guide. <laughs> There's, there's potentially, probably not, but potentially better ways to get a. Well, Drew, anything else you want to say about chivalry? No. Right. Well, then, Rich, uh, what did you think ah. of Black Mirror season six? I believe it's season six. I, you know, I was, I loved the first episode. Joan is awful. So did, fucking. 
amazing episode. Do you know apparently that's not the first episode, like, if you look up, like, the actual, like, episode order on, like, Wikipedia or IMDb? Netflix is just weird with the way that they list it. The astronaut episode is technically the first one. Okay. I mean, I don't really... It doesn't really matter because they don't really connect, so... Yeah, no, it was just very weird that, like, Netflix has it in, like, reverse order. I mean, because that spotlights them the most, that episode, (laughs) technically. Yeah. That spotlight... It's it's all about making fun of it fucking self. Like, so, Drew, have you watched Black Mirror? Do you watch Black Mirror? Uh, you, um, I don't know, I don't know if you'd be interested in it or not. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, it, it's an anthology series. Every episode is different. It's like Tales from the Crypt, but it tends to lean more tech-based. So it's like futuristic or modern technology and how it's affected the world. There's always some sort of social commentary that goes along with a lot of these episodes. One of my favorite episodes is... I can't remember the name of it, but it's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it, and she, um, oh, it's all right. about social media and their, like, their media score. I, I think it was called Nosedive. One of my favorite yeah. episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was called that. Um, and then there's another one I, from the, uh, same season, I think, called Kill the DJ, which is about a dating app that only, or, or it's about a dating service that, like, you have to have a 98% match or higher, or otherwise they won't match you. And that's, like, a really cool episode. And each episode tends to have, like, some sort of, like, little twisty thing going on at the end and whatnot. It's just like how Tales of the Crypt It's works. almost like a modern-day Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone works as well, yeah. Twilight Zone, Tales of the Crypt, like, and any anything like that, really. It's, it's, it's just, it, it like, every story is in and of itself. And up to a certain point, Every story was in the same connected universe, and they may still be, or but like just throughout different timelines. And so, Joan is awful. Is the first episode listed on uh, Netflix for this season? Uh, is an is a an episode about a woman who learns that the algorithm is making an AI show based on her life because she agreed. To allow the algorithm and the, 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 uh, Streamberry is what they call themselves, but it's Netflix. It's fucking Netflix. Like, they have the same intro noise and everything during this. Uh, but Streamberry, in their terms of service, allow, like, says, like, we can take aspects of your life and create shows from it. And essentially what they explain in the episode, um, and I don't think I'm giving too much away by saying this, is that they create they have an AI algorithm and an AI program that will create that that episode from that day and upload it to everyone on Streamberry of this woman. And later on, you find out that they're going to do that for everybody who subscribes to Streamberry. And it's all and um, actors and actresses have agreed to give their likenesses for the AI yeah. to generate to then play these like real people in these shows about their lives. So, so the woman Joan in her, so it, it's, it, the episode of Joan is Awful on Netflix, her portrayal in Streamberry's episode of Joan is Awful was, um, fucking, what's her name? Selma Hayek? Selma Hayek. And then they actually do that in that episode of Joan is Awful on Streamberry, where it's, a, wasn't it Kate Cameron? Blanchett? Blanchett? Kate Clay Blanchett is playing Joan, uh, 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 The dream inside the dream. Yeah, it's, it's wild. 
And then, like, the the twisty thing at the end of what they do, like, I was just like, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't see that coming. But I just, I loved it. I was like, this is so weird. This is so yeah. cool. This is I, such a good episode. Like, th- this is a little bit of a spoiler for that episode, but it's just, like, one funny scene. The, um, the church scene. And the what church what scene. she does in the church that she, that then the AI likeness of, um, Selma Hayek has to do in the church is hilarious. Um, yeah. Yet, Drew, like... While you generally are not a scripted TV person, I feel like some episodes of Black Mirror you'd probably really like, but not all of them. So, to lean on that, Locke Henry, I think, Drew, you would be into. It is very, um, it, it, it's, it's a little bit of a commentary on true crime and true crime series and stuff like that. And it's about, like, a crime at a, at a, at a remote village and whatnot. Uh, but then, like, the devastation of the end of it is just, it's really good. Wait, what was that one? That was the one where the guy and his girlfriend went to uh, his hometown to visit his mom while they were getting ready to make another film. Right, right. And then okay. they told the story of the murder. Okay, right. Um, that one started kind of slow to me. Uh, didn't catch me until maybe like 10 minutes in because that's when they finally tell the story of the murder and then it gets into the story of the episode. Um but like this season, that that episode was probably so far the second most tech based episode of the four that I've watched. Oh, you haven't finished most it yet. of these. I haven't watched the last one, so I don't really know what the last one is. But that one takes place in like nineteen seventy something, sixty, I thought. It's something like that. So like, I don't really know how technology is going to play into that. So like, Dude, it's kind of weird. That one um, is really good, and it's got um yeah. It's got Josh Hartnett and um, Aaron Paul, right? Is that mm-hmm. his name? The guy from Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the astronaut one, and that's yeah. the third one. I've seen the astronaut one. See, that was the last one that we watched. No, that was that was the third one on my list. Dude, Black... Like, Netflix. Netflix is a fucking disaster with this show. I, I mean, I don't think so. No, no, no. But, I, no um, I just mean, like, the way that, like, it's apparently not the same order for everybody. So, you saw Jonah's Awful, Locke Henry... um, Okay, yeah, be- Beyond the Sea is the astronaut one. Yeah. Um, did you see Maisie Day, the one with the... Um... Maisie, Maisie, yeah, Maisie Day is the one I tweeted about the other day. Okay, so you haven't seen... Okay, okay, you haven't seen the one about the girl in the shop. Right, right, okay. which that one takes place in... 79. 1979, yeah. That epi- so Beyond the Sea takes place in 69. That episode, really good. Um, super weird, mm-hmm. um, very different um, than the show normally is. Um, yeah, but like really good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed this. I I did enjoy this season. I will say, I think Lock Henry is the one I remember the least of. I think because it started um, so slow, I kind of like lost interest yeah. early on. Yeah, that was that was me too. Like I sat there, I, I like I just scrolled through my phone for the first like ten fifteen minutes of it. I was a little bored because like nothing really was happening. It wasn't really like interesting until they tell the story of the murder, and then it's like okay here's where like they, they had to build up to it i know but um they, like it got good at the end it definitely got very good at the end but it was just it, would, it for me it was my least interesting one beyond the sea that was just bravo bravo for beyond the sea um i really yeah, liked it that just, that one like everything about that one was just super weird and really good yeah i i was like the the one thing about beyond the sea i was expecting the ending but not the way it happened like, I knew the outcome of what was going to happen, what they had end was probably going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen the way that it did. 
with him being locked out. And then, like, the one I want to talk about most is Maisie Day. Okay. Um, just, just because, like, that is the, as far as I can remember, the furthest from the norm in all of, uh, Black Mirror. I don't ever remember Black Mirror being sci-fi. Well, not sci-fi. Supernatural. Being, I, I guess maybe, huh? Supernatural. Su- supernatural, yeah. Every, like, I'm, I'm going through all the series. The National Anthem, 15 Million Merits, uh. Like, they have had pseudo-supernatural stuff before, but it was, by the, by the end of it, it's always technology. Like, yeah. the, like the episode with, um, where they were, like, quote unquote, bringing people back to life, um, with, like, those doll things. It was technology. Like, the, the person's consciousness wasn't really in the doll. Or, um, the one with, um, so, with John Playtest was one. Uh, which was, was that Playtest? I don't remember. Uh, that was where the it Christmas was, um, one. oh, the Christmas one. I, I vaguely remember the Christmas one. It, I, but, uh, play, play test was like they were in a haunted house, but it ended up being that, like, he was testing a, a video game or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, like, they, they, they've uh, leaned, they, they've leaned on the supernatural, but they've never actually gotten to it. Yeah. And then this time, like, they, they full on, like, the very end is just, oh, yeah, the, the werewolves exist, which is just like, what? Huh? And, like, I guess I should have said spoiler alert if you haven't watched that one, but, like, that, that was just, that was so, such a change in what I'm used to seeing, uh, Black Mirror show, and I, I liked it, because I liked the commentary that they were putting on there about paparazzi, and, 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 and that shit, but it was just, it was, it was unexpected, but it was just a very good episode. Yeah, the, I, I did really enjoy that one. Um, I'm curious what you're gonna think of the last one, cause, like, I thought it was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, super different, but yeah. Also, I totally forgot yeah, I, that the, about the the national anthem episode. It's like one of the first episodes. Anthem. Um, is that the one where like he has to bang the pig at the end? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, Drew, the first I think three or four seasons, um, maybe just the first two were um like UK like BBC. It's first shows. First three, I believe. Um, and then Netflix, um got like the co-production rights and after they got involved it um it started having more like known actors and actresses in it to the point now where okay. like Selma Hayek was in the most recent season. Yeah. All right. Yeah, first two with it was the Christmas White Christmas was a Christmas special. And like that was that like that each of these like they had connecting technology. Um they were just it was it was really good. Uh and even I think it was a season 4 yeah, season four had Black Museum that had, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sherry in it. And that, right. like, actually had, the, the, like, they literally go to a museum of, basically a museum of Black Mirror. And they, like, they have, like, props, but I think it was, it wasn't supposed to be props, it was, like, oddities in this world of, like, things that happened on Black Mirror. Yeah, I forgot uh, about that, one. that was, I vaguely like. I honestly want to rewatch this series because there are some that I don't really remember a lot of. Um, might have fallen asleep on them and whatnot. Uh, but I just I do very much remember watching a lot of Archangel was really good. Crocodile was really good. Hang the DJ like season season four was the season I got into this, and season four was so good. Yeah, even season USS Callister was really good too. 
I don't really remember USS Callister. That was the one with, um, I mean, it's, it's Jesse Plemons, who, like, is a guy that you would probably recognize if you saw him. He, like, they keep showing him as, um, as, like, the commander of, like, a starship, but in reality, I think he's, like, a game tester or a CEO of a game company, and he's obsessed with, um, a girl who is, like, one of the programmers or something like that. Mm. Oh, you know, San Junipero, fucking awesome episode. Is that the... It made me cry. Is that the youth, euthanasia one? Um, it's, San Junipero is, like, the, um, two older people go into an AI, but yeah, they're, like, the euthanasia young one. people. I, I, I guess. I can't 100% remember. I just remember crying at the end of it. That, that was actually a really good one, too. Yeah. There's then some weird ones. Shut Up and Dance is a weird one, I believe. There's that one with the Miley Cyrus doll. That one was cool. I liked that one. I mean, it was that good. Was it was just five. Weird. This, uh, and then it's also Striking Vipers has fucking uh, uh, Anthony Mackie in it. Was that Striking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Drew, let me tell you about Striking Vipers. Okay. In this world, in this world, VR is something like you you connect it to your temple, you press it, and it like knocks you out, and you're in the game. It's like a new game system. Oh, Anthony Mackie. Right. Anthony Mackie is a lead character. I can't remember who like his friend was, but like you can play online with your friends and you can play VR. And so like they got a fighting game. They got like Street Fighter or whatever. And they're, they're fighting each other. And at some point, uh, Anthony Mackie's playing the male character. His friend's playing the female character. At some point, they start fucking in the game. And then their relationship just gets weird outside of the game. Cause like the dude, the dude who's playing the chick is like, I want to do it again. I want to keep doing it. And Anthony Mackie enjoys it. But then, like, because they're both married and have kids. And they're like, I don't really know about this anymore. It's just, it's so weird, but it's so good. Um, I, I liked that. It was funny. That one was, like, very funny. Yeah, like, that one, that one was weird. That and Smithereens was a good one, too. Because that had Topher Grace in it. That was the, uh, the, the Facebook thing. Like, people were getting laid off on Facebook. And a uh, rideshare guy, like kidnaps the C- who he thinks is the CEO of quote Facebook and ends up being Topher Grace as a CEO and he's on like a retreat or some shit. It was I remember was that. Yeah. I I can gush about this show so much. I love it. I like I can't remember when season five came out. It had to have been at least two or three years. Twenty nineteen, yeah. So it was pre COVID. Before the pandemic. Pre COVID, because I believe the same people who do this also do Love Death and Robot. Um and that's, like, I think they were doing a lot of Love, Death, and Robots. Plus, they had Bandersnatch, which was the, um, if you have not seen that, Cobb, you might enjoy it. It That is the, um... The interactive one, uh, like the uh, Choose Your Own the Adventure. The interactive Choose Your Own Adventure, yeah. Which, like, you, I watched that, uh, with friends when that came out. Uh, so that was, that might have also been 2019. It Was it 2018? I'm looking at the Wikipedia uh, page. And, like, we, uh... We ended our watch in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> but then we watched it again and we tried different, we tried different ways to go. Cause like it lets you say, like, do you want to go back to the beginning or replay some of the decisions and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah. And I remember season five was only three episodes, but it's because every episode was like an hour and a half, I think. Like they were all longer, like almost movie length episodes. Yeah. They were almost 90 minutes. But yeah, you should you should watch that uh that last episode because it uh it's weird in a good way. I was I was going to try today during work, but I um was having a uh a zero focus day um 
I decided to try to wean myself off of some antacids, and that was affecting me. Plus, I went to bed late last night because I was trying to watch uh, a streamer get his master's ranking in Apex, and I didn't even make it for that. Um, so I, I was just super tired and out of it. So I like, I, I wanted to watch it after lunch, but I still had work to do because I didn't do any work before lunch. These things happen. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about Black Mirror though? I love the show. I, I really do. It's a, I'm happy it's back. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Uh, so I watched several movies. Um, first one was, uh, it was something that I actually wanted to watch during our Nick Cage movies. But it's not streaming for free anywhere, and I didn't want to make you guys pay for something that maybe wasn't good. Uh, so I watched uh, Mandy, the 2018 horror-ish film. Uh, have you guys ever like heard or seen anything about this movie? Mm, nope. No? I assume it's um, Nick Cage. Yep. So it's a it's set in like the early 80s. Um, Nick Cage is a lumberjack, it seems. Um, lives in the woods with his wife, girlfriend, woman, person. Um, and there's also a, like, religious cult in the vicinity. And the cult leader becomes obsessed with Nick Cage's girlfriend and hires what initially appeared to be the demons from Hellraiser. Um, like, they're all, like, like they just have, like, shit sticking out of them. Like, they look like monsters. It turns out they're just fucking masochists who had bad acid at some point or bad lsd and just don't feel pain anymore (laughs) to uh to kidnap her and it just goes fucking crazy from there like it's it is the weirdest fucking movie it's got such a cool atmosphere um the whole movie was almost like it looks like it was it was filmed in a way where like it kind of has like almost like a film grain to it so that it, it looks like an old movie and there's often a lot of like red lighting happening so that the whole movie has almost like a red overlay to it um especially during like certain scenes where it it adds a lot to the atmosphere and then um the music is is done really well in it where there are certain scenes where there's just no music and there's no dialogue it's just like people kind of sitting quietly doing stuff and, like, inevitably, there'll be, like, one person doing something very mundane, like, making, like, a noise. Like, uh, there's one specific scene where the, like, religious cult people are sitting in their, in their fucking murder van thing. And the, the one guy just has his head against the window and he's just, like, holding the, the down button and then holding the up button to make it go up and down. So you just hear that, like, old school mechanical whine that, like, Windows used to make. Um, and that's it. There's no music. There, breathing is the only other thing you hear in that scene and some crickets um but then it it turns into like nick cage going john wick on everybody um Mm -hmm. but like not being as good as john wick so also kind of getting fucked up on his own but he at one point he forges his own battle axe which was kind of (laughs) cool nice yeah like i don't know where he like i don't know why he had access to like a forge and and everything but like at one point he they just show him, like, melting a bunch of, like, steel or whatever down, pouring it into a mold, and it's, like, this, like, it looks like something out of, like, Battlestar or something like that, like, just this, like, two-handed, like, like, sci-fi battle axe-looking thing that's just solid metal, um, and he's just, he, he pours it into a mold, then he hammers it out to get, like, a, a an edge on it, and then that's his weapon, and, yeah, it was, it was quite the fucking movie, um, I think it's, like, it's, like, a $3 rental on Amazon, so it's not super expensive, um, would definitely recommend people checking it out if they haven't seen it. It's uh, it's kind of, it kind of reminded me a 
different content obviously but it reminded me a little bit of the um willie's wonderland movie that he did like a year or two ago where very little dialogue in it like he only talks like a couple of times and it's mostly in the beginning of the movie when he's like with the his girlfriend or whoever she is and they're just having like like this is a very nick cage scene he they're just laying there and he just goes what's your favorite planet just you know out of nowhere and then they have a discussion about planets. So when she asks him what his favorite planet is, he says something, and he goes, no, no, I changed my mind. It's Galactus, like, from Marvel, the dude that eats <laughs> planets. His argument being, well, he might not be a planet, but he eats planets, so it's close enough. <laughs> and if that's not a Nick Cage-ass thing to say, then I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 was a, it was a weird movie, but it was a good movie. Um, definitely recommend watching it. I think it was like two hours. So not not it's not like those three hour fucking Avatar movies that are coming out or four hour Avatar movies that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> and then after that, we watched the the recent Candyman from twenty twenty one. It's like so Candyman's got a weird history, like a lot of those horror movies, where you have the initial one and then there's a bunch of sequels, like three or four of them, that are just like they were direct to DVD sort of things. This movie cuts all of those out and is just like a direct sequel to the original um so it's it's kind of hard to tell like what exactly is going on early on and they sort of um the way they they kind of format it is well have either of you guys ever seen the original candy man no drew i, I no. i'm assuming you haven't right no no yeah. um so it, in the original one candy man was a he was not a former slave but like his father was a former slave and he was like a painter in like the late 1800s um and after painting like a a white woman's portrait they ended up like falling in love and she became pregnant with his child and then he was then hunted and murdered by the townspeople in you know like very vicious ways as they would have done back then like he was like he had like his his arm cut off that he would that he would use to paint and had a meat hook shoved in it and then he was covered in um like honeycomb or something so that he'd be attacked by bees which is why if you ever see the Candyman movies there's like there's a lot of bees going on in it um so at the end of the original the like the female that you're following ends up dying to kind of stop him but because of that in this one she has now become like part of the story so there's still like the Candyman legend but now there's also like the 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 story that gets passed around about this woman who murdered a dog and abducted a baby and then tried to throw the baby into a bonfire but ended up just throwing herself onto the bonfire instead. Um, and, like, she's never used as, like, a supernatural element, but she's just, like, this weird, like, like local myth that kind of goes around. And then on top of that, there they tell you multiple different um, legends about Candyman, which... It, like any of those urban legends, like you know how um everyone has like a different story about like the Jersey Devil and like what the Jersey Devil is and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what they were doing with Candyman, where one person tells you a story early on where it's like, oh yeah, like Candyman was like this dude from the seventies who used to he he had like a like a hook for a hand, but not like not like a meat hook, just like a normal like nineteen seventies like hook hand sort of deal that he could like use to like pick things up. Um. But he used to carry candy in his pockets, and he was he would give it to the neighborhood kids. 
And then at Halloween that year, somebody got um, a razor blade in their candy, and he became, like, wanted. And he was viciously murdered by the police when he was found, like, living in the walls of an apartment building. Um, and that is now the guy that is Candyman. But then other people are telling the original story. So you kind of have all these, like, conflicting accounts going on. And it ends up, like, it was a very different take from the original. Um, in like, in like a really cool way, cause it, it tied a lot of things back to the original. Um, even some of the, there were even characters in this one, um, characters and actors that were in the original that like reprised roles from the movie in 1992 in, in this one. Cool. Yeah. It, I don't know that like, I'd say like, Hey, everyone should watch this one. But if, if you like the original Candyman, it's definitely worth checking this one out. It's got some. It did some very cool stuff with the way, um, the way some of the killing happened. Like, can't in, in case you guys are and anyone else doesn't know, like Candyman has that same like myth to like as like Bloody Mary, like say his name into a mirror five times and he'll appear and kill you. Um, so when that sort of stuff happens, because like the myth is becoming more um, prevalent again, um, you never see him in like the flesh with like the person he's killing. Um, you just see like the body like. Maybe, like, the neck suddenly gets slid open, or you'll see, like, somebody being drug across the floor by their foot, but no one's pulling them. Um, but anytime they pass, like, a reflective surface, even if it's just, you know, like, like a glass door in the background, if you're paying attention to that background, you'll see Candyman is the one, like, actually pulling the body. Um, and they even do it, um, a bunch of high schoolers do it in, like, the school bathroom and all get murdered. And somebody drops, like, a, um, like, the little makeup circle. Com- uh, I forget what those things are called. Compact. Thank you. Um, I was actually going to say the little compact things, not knowing they were called a compact. Um, yeah. Uh, drops one of them and it springs open and you just see like the boots kind of walk across the, the floor um, towards one of the people that's like huddled on the corner. So it's, it was like a cool um, use of, of like modern like special effects, really, because that stuff would have looked very fake in 92. But in this one, like, it, it actually lined up and worked really nicely. So, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, and then the, nice. the last thing we watched, um, we finally watched the third Ant-Man movie, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. And you saw that, right, Rich? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. Like, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't, like, five days later, I don't know that I could really tell you much that happened in it. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, that's what... Marvel is turning into now because it's been around for so long because these movies have been coming out for so long. A lot of them are just popcorn movies. They're just popcorn action films. Uh, and like, I feel like at this point they're just trying to hit that Fast and the Furious stride of let's like, just get all, try to try to find a way to get all the money. Um, I, I loved the movie. I had a lot, I had a lot of fun, uh, watching it. I thought the animation or like the CG and shit was fantastic. People were complaining about it. I thought it was amazing. I think there was too much of it. I don't think it was done poorly. It was just the whole movie was CG. Oh, what the fuck else are you going to do about that? I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like it was just like, they're in the quantum realm. Like where else, what else are you going to do about that? You know what? They could have found a way. I mean, they could have had, they could have had made sets that then would have had CG over top of them. Because it's the quantum realm and things work differently there. Like, I, and I'm sure they did have sets that they just CG'd stuff over. I'm, but I'm sure most of the movie was just a, a green room. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's I, like I thought, yes, there was a lot. I thought it was really good. 
I thought it was very I good. I think, like, they, most of the like, aliens and, like, the, the environments looked, like, good. Um, I will say, like, every time Ant-Man was big, I thought that CG actually looked bad. Like, like something yeah, about it just I, made it stand out more than everything the, else. There's something about making humans bigger or making them elongate that just doesn't work in CG. And, and it's funny because, like, realistically, like, every scene that he did um, Giant Man for, um, there is no reason that they had to CG it. They could have just done, like, a perspective change or something like that. And, like, and, just... And the pr- the problem is most of their suits aren't even full suits anymore. Exactly. Like, they're basically wearing, like, um, the suits with, like, the dots on it so that they can map everything onto them. Yeah, they're, like, they'll wear, like, the outer armor type shit, but they're not wearing, they're not really wearing the mask as much. They're not really, they're not wearing that skin suit. Like, the only one who really wears this, the, 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 the cat suit was fucking, um, uh, uh, Black Widow and Ryan Reynolds. They're the only two that wear the cat suits. Hey, man. Everyone else. Hugh Jackman's wearing the yellow tights. Is he, though? Like, or is that a CG yellow tights? I don't know. Like, like, Ryan Reynolds is next to him, so I'm assuming that he's actually in it. I mean, that is, that is, I, as far as we know, that is an unedited shot. So maybe they are both wearing those. Um, but yeah, like, it was, it was not a bad movie. Like, it's not like, it, it was not like the DC fucking <laughs> movies. But like, it no, was just one of I, those, like, I, I did not find myself super into it the whole time watching it. Like, there were moments where I that I thought were funny. That some some of like the action sequences were cool, but like the overall story I felt was kind of boring. Um, and did uh go ahead no, no no go ahead ask what your question was. Did um the news about the potential of Jonathan Majors not being Kang anymore? Do you think that might have affected any of your feelings toward this movie? Because he's a fantastic Kang, but. His 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 portrayal doesn't fucking matter anymore. No, because we need a new Kang. No, that didn't. That actually didn't have any impact at all. Like I, I thought he was more inter- He was he was more interesting in Loki than he was in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think like he well, he was good in this. Like don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying he was bad, but like I just found Kang kind of boring in one note in this movie. Whereas th- in Loki, like that was a very interesting thing to see. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, they're, they're, you saw it in the after credits of the credit scenes. Like, they're, they're, like, this Kang was Kang the Conqueror, but they've, that, the Kang that we saw in Loki was a different Kang, and the Kang we're gonna see in Loki 2 is an even different well, Kang. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the Kang from Loki was, I, I always get, I always get the Kang variations confused, but I think he was supposed to be, like, Immortus, which is, like, the Kang from much further down the timeline. That like isn't mm-hmm. really evil anymore. Um, just like the Kang from the one credit scene that looks like um it, like an Egyptian pharaoh is a very early Kang, not quite Iron Lad like Young Avenger early, but like still like a there was a period where he was stuck in Agent Egypt before like yeah like because Kang is from the future but gets trapped in the past for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a different variation of Kang shows up to get him out of the past. Like, it's a very, like, fucked up timeline thing. It's like, but but how do you get out of the past if, if a variation of yourself doesn't come back to get you? <laughs> time travel. Time travel, man. Um, but, yeah, like... Which is why which is why they're not doing time travel. They're doing multiverse this time. Exactly. Which works. Yeah, that's true, uh, actually. That, that does work a little bit better than the time travel stuff does. Though they are also doing, a, like timeline stuff to an extent because of the um like what they were doing with loki with the time bureau so it's kind of like a like a like a mashing of the two yeah um 
But yeah, like it was totally fine. It was it was better than the Eternals. I thought it was better than Black Panther too. Um, but it was not better than either of the previous Ant Mans, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And like I'd probably actually rank it lower on like the scale of all of the Marvel movies. I think like I think there are more movies that I that I enjoy out of the Marvel stuff than that. That's that's a majority of this this uh, phase is absolutely. Uh, I would I would 100% agree that most of the movies this phase do not rank uh, above 50% of the MCU. But when you're talking about MCU movies, above 50% of MCU is still better than a lot of bad movies and and a lot of good movies out there. Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Um I'm trying to think like of other stuff from this particular one. Like the Modok man. Yeah, I was gonna say like his tiny hiney. Like Modok, Modok was a fun little thing, and and who they had playing Modok. Um, I don't, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the broccoli headed people, I feel like, were a reference to the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh, I had to have been, had to have been, because like it's in the in the original Dark Phoenix, like in the comics, um, Jean Grey explodes a planet of people that look like broccoli. Yeah. So. Um, I, I think I even remember texting you about the broccoli people after I saw it because it made me think of that. So they, there had to have been a reference in the movie about, but beyond just broccoli had like, they had to have had said something or, and made a reference to like to Phoenix or something like that. No, cause it, I don't know. Or ma- you only had like, like when they first get into like that city, it's, um, Hank sees like, holy, he, he literally goes like, holy shit, they look like broccoli. And then one of the mm-hmm. people come up and I think hit on hope when they're in the bar. Yeah. And like those are the those are the two instances. But like, you know, great cameos, like there was Bill Murray, um there was the dude that played Cheaty in the good place. Yeah. Um there was that blob who was really excited to get a hole. Yeah, yeah, he wanted a hole. I I'm sure that was probably just, voiced by somebody just too. Eat, eat my goop so you can understand me. Yeah, like that, that blob was great. Like it was just they they leaned a lot on humor in this one, which I feel like really saved Ant-Man, or saved the movie, like, if they didn't lean on humor as much as they did, because, I mean, it's Paul Rudd, he is a comedic actor, and so he knows how to do comedy, he knows com- comedic timing and everything like that, like, he can he can do this stuff, that, like, they leaned on the strengths of their actors in the best way possible in this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're then, wrong with that. And then I think, I think he even did it, I can do this all day reference, which I was just like, oh, he did it, I think he did it. I think they did that. I'm pretty sure he did near yeah at the end when he when him yeah. and Kang were were fighting. Um Yeah. I will say like I feel like nobody got like a real like good like chance to shine the way like some of these movies do it. Like like the, there were all like there were like half steps. Like Hope at the end when she comes in and like kind of like saves the day. Um there was like a half step with with Cassie almost doing something. Like you know what I mean? Like they did stuff but it wasn't I... that like that like moment moment. Yeah, I, I think they were trying to focus on the, the idea of, like, like this is going to be, like, a team effort from now on. Like, the, the Ant-Man movies are a team effort. Like, they're they're trying to pull a, 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 a CW-verse, an, an Arrowverse, where it's, like, it's not just one hero. It's a team. Like, it's always going to be a team effort from here on out. Like, yes, Hope is probably going to be in Young Avengers when they do that. You mean Cassie. Or... or Cassie, yeah, Cassie's gonna be in Young Avengers when they do that. If they, I think they're doing that. The, nothing's um, announced, but like they now have, so they have Cassie, they have Kate. Um, technically, like, um, uh, uh, I forget the, I forget his name, but there was, 
there's like a young army kid in um in winter in uh, falcon and winter soldier that um that he becomes like the second falcon that Mm-hmm. is kind of on Young Avengers. Yeah. And I feel like there's like one or two other like uh, younger. Look, there, there's oh Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Spider. I don't think he'll be in Young Avengers. I don't know if we're getting a Spider Man anytime soon. No, probably not. But I'm just saying. I, he, I think I think they have tried to tease like a Spider Man four, but I, I think Tom Holland's going through some issues right now. Um, so like I think he's taking a break. I think he he's acting. just burnt out and wants to like relax for a little while. Yeah, but yeah, like it, um, it's definitely. Ant-Man 3, not a bad movie, but also it's just, it's another Marvel movie. It's another, another Marvel movie that we get too many of every year at this point. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if I 100% agree that we get too many of them. I, I we, we get two or three of them a year, which I don't think that's too many of them. But it's like, it's two or three movies that there's nothing particularly special about anymore. But that's any action movie. Like, I, I disagree. Like, when an action movie is done well and there's, like, time between them, like... There's kind of something to it now. Now, like, it's almost just like, oh, the, the new MC, MCU movie's out. Let's see what they foreshadow in this one. But they, they're not really as connected as the first phase anymore. I mean, they're not, but they're still constantly foreshadowing stuff for, like, sequels. Like, this movie was very much a setup for the rest of the phase. I And I, I think that's the problem. Not even the rest of this phase. This was a setup for next phase. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it would be more next, next phase, phase than this phase. Like, like, I don't, I, cause I think this phase ends with Fantastic Four. That I don't know. And I don't, I, I don't remember where, like, the, the two Avengers movies were but, supposed to fall into. But also, right now, we don't even know where everything's landing because of the writer's strike. All the movies have been delayed. With the exception of, of, um, what's it called? Uh, 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 Captain Marvel. The Marvels. Every movie has been delayed. That's true. I kind of forgot about that. So, like, even even Blade is, we don't know where Blade's going to be in four years, in two years. Which, I think, I think we were supposed to end this phase with either Fantastic Four or Blade by the end of this year. Or maybe next year. And we don't even know if those are coming out. Because, I mean, Rider Strike's been going on for almost two months now, I think. Maybe three. I think it started it's in been a while. April, it's, right? It's been, it's been a while. I know that much. Yeah, and there's no sign of it stopping. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like... I would not be upset if they kept making Ant-Man movies, because, like, I think Paul Rudd is just fun to watch. But, like, also, if we only get more Ant-Man in, like, other movies, like, that's also fine. Yeah. Because, like... I, that's that's the problem. Like, un, well, not the problem. But that's the thing now, is Marvel is... Because all of their big hitters, all like, their known heroes, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, I almost said Aquaman, Captain America, um, like, those three, really were in phase one they they have a lot of heroes to lean on but not a lot that the general public knows about and so like they're having to in this established universe still write origin stories for these characters that have been around for years and like i would love to get more origin stories but at the same time i just i i want to see like all the connection as well and i like I, i just don't know if like I don't know how much the longevity of the MCU is going to last because exactly. it's like they have they have this connected universe which I love, but I don't want to learn about new heroes anymore. I don't want to see new heroes, and they're doing decent right now with introducing the young Avengers in pre-established character stories. But oh, what's right, going to happen? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Miss Marvel. So, but what's going to happen after? 
the Marvels. Like, we're going to have a Fantastic Four movie, or supposed to. Is that going to be an origin story? Something that we've seen at least twice in the box office, which everyone complained about with Spider-Man. We're now going to get that again with the Fantastic Four. Dude, you um, said twice, and I'm, like, racking my brain. I'm like, no, we only had that, like, there were two Fantastic Four movies, but it was only one origin. I'm like, oh, right, that Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah, there there was there was a Fantastic Four movie less than 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> you think about that. There was also the 90s um, one. Was the, the like a... It was like a low-budget movie, like, I believe. Yeah, it was the, the 2000s, then 2016, and then... Was that that one? Was that 2016? That was 2015. Fantastic. F- 2015, yeah. So, And we're supposed to be getting that soon. It should have been 2024, I think. Um, oh, that, so there was a 1994 Fantastic Four movie, but it was never released. Yeah. But although and pirated then, copies like, have circulated... And then we're we're going to be getting an X-Men origin, which we've gotten, like, ten fucking X-Men origin films. Literally, we got two X-Men origin films in the same fucking series of X-Men films. We got two origin films. We got X-Men, and then we got X-Men First Class. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, again, First Class was, what, less than ten years ago? Or no, over, it, just over ten years ago? 2011, so just over. 2011. So just over ten years ago, uh, and I it, we'll see how Deadpool, which is going to be a multiversal movie, is going to bring in the X, potentially bring in the X Men into the MCU. But yeah, it's just that's the like we we have all these established characters that are leaving because of contracts or old or just done with acting, and like a lot a lot of these new characters that they're trying to introduce, like they they fucking introduce Scarrow in fucking. Uh, 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 She-Hulk. And, like, what are you gonna do with him? Are you gonna put him in Young Avengers as well? Or, like, is that just a one-off thing? Like, are we ever gonna hear from him again? Probably not. Yeah. I think that's the same. Scarrow, his son. Scar. Scar. Okay. Scar from Sakar. Um, yeah. So, last thing about Ant-Man 3. I, I just wanna, I wanna see if I'm remembering a sequence of events correctly. Just from Ant-Man uh-huh. in general. So, Ant-Man 2 ends where they are doing testing with, like, the quantum realm, right? Like, yes. isn't that where Scott was trapped during the five years of the blip? He wasn't trapped in the quantum realm, but he was trapped in, like, a near-quantum state. Like, he was, in, he was between sense. the two realms because they were trying to, like, harvest whatever the, the thing was or, or do, like, experiments or whatnot. I, th- I think they were trying to, like, harvest energy or something like that. Yeah. yeah like, he, was, he wasn't in the quantum realm, but he was in between it. And time works differently, which is why... It was only a matter of seconds that he was actually down there. Yeah, but it was, and it was five years here. So yeah, so you have that, which like even if he wasn't going all the way to the quantum realm, like close enough, especially because we didn't know at that point, like they were referring to that as the quantum realm, or at least part of it. But then in this mm-hmm. movie, um, as soon as Janet finds out that they're even thinking about the quantum realm, she has a fucking like freak out about it. I so I'd have to rewatch the end sequence of that of of Ant Man and the Wasp. But she's there, see. like she's because she is literally she's giving there. them pointers on like what to do while there. She's there, but like she. So I think what like because the way the way I remember it was like yeah she she was there giving them pointers, but like all they were doing was were, were testing going down there and coming back, and that was it. And maybe at that point she had already had terms. I mean, obviously, they didn't think this far ahead, because that movie was 10 years ago. Um, 
something like that. And it wasn't 10 years ago, but it was long enough ago to where they weren't thinking about this phase at that point or this movie at that point. But it was maybe the way you can justify it is she was giving them pointers on just going and coming back and that's it. Maybe they were doing a small test. And then once they reached a certain point or once the blip happened, she was like, yeah, this ain't good. We shouldn't do this anymore. Let's not do it. And then they did it behind her back. And that was her issues. They did it behind her back and they were sending out messages down there. And like, yes, like, like I do, I do get that. Like the message part is different, but I just think it's funny that like she was losing her mind about it in this movie and like very cagey, but was like all for like Scott shrinking down to that size to like do some experiments. It's just, it's yeah. funny that like for how much effort they seem to put into continuity like that just seems like a very sort of uh, this doesn't quite track if you actually watched ant-man and the wasp before it look plot armor yeah <laughs> uh that's really all yeah you're not wrong but i think that will probably do it unless either you guys have anything else you want to talk about nope i mean not really i have something really minor that i've I, i've seen on the news that are, are on on my circles um Critical Role took down days of content that was on their channel, on their YouTube channel, today, or within the past few days. For a reason? Like, hundreds of episodes of content. Yeah, because it all starred Brian W. Foster, um, who was Ashley Johnson's ex-fiance. Oh. She now has a restraining order on him. So not so not their any, actual um, campaign stuff, but like um, bet- there, between the sheets or whatnot? There's a few episodes of um, their live shows that he comes out and hosts and, like, calls them out on stage that, as far as from what I've read, are not on their uh, not on their uh, 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 YouTube anymore. Well, I, wonder I thought if... what I saw said those were the only ones that were still up. Okay, maybe they were. Like, I didn't get the... I didn't read the full thing, but, like, I one of the articles I said, like, including episodes of uh, Vox Machina, or not Vox Machina, of Mighty Nine... So, like, I thought maybe, but yeah, all of his side stuff, he did a bunch of side stuff. He did, he did, like, all those, like, interview um, things and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so he had a show called Between the Sheets, which was him interviewing um, not just the cast of Critical Role, but other voice actors. He even, at one point, interviewed, uh, fuck, who's the rapper's name? Um, there was a rapper that he interviewed. You got, I don't think you, either of you know his name. So, no, no it was, it, he was a smaller oh, wow. actor. Um but like he he interviewed a like actual not just the cast of Critical Role, but he interviewed a bunch of people, and it was a good show. It was a very good show. I enjoyed it. Like he was a good host, and like same with the talks Machina. He even DM'd a uh, a series that they did, and they because of um everything that like him and Ashley split. She had to split with him. He was being very abusive, reportedly. I don't want to tarnish anybody's name, but reportedly being very abusive. Uh, she had to set up a, 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 um, a, a restraining order on him because he became worse after they split. Uh, so yeah, they took down days of content from their YouTube channel. Like, hundreds of episodes. Minimum two hour, hour long. <laughs> so, that's just wild. That's like wild to me. Like, that they took down, like, I, I like it's not wild that they took it down, but the amount of content really that they took down is wild. That is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, especially since like I think they still have the Hardwick episode of Critical Role up, but that was also a very important episode that they couldn't really take down. But he, I mean, he's also back um, to hosting all that stuff. So, oh yeah, they, it was. It turned out that like his ex like wasn't being all truthful um, and whatnot, but. 
like a lot of his friends stopped doing his sh- shit with him, him being Hardwick. Like a lot of people like stopped doing stuff with him. So yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that sucks that they had to pull so much content down. But like yeah, I mean good for them for kind of like being behind like ba- one of their like backing yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's good for good on them for backing up Ashley. Um, sucks that she had to go through what she went through. Uh, but I'm I'm glad they're backing her up. And yeah, it's it's just it's a, like I said, it's more to me. It's like the hundreds of episodes, which is like days of content just gone from the internet. A lot of stuff has like transcripts that you can go read if you want to, but that's it. There's also the internet archive. It's probably there. Probably. But like, yeah. All right. Well. That is probably going to do it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, if you would like to find more of our content, then you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, some other places too. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what's your streaming schedule? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Sea of Thieves. You sound so excited. <laughs> uh, I, I am. Like, Don't get me wrong, I am. It's just, But it's also the idea, like I am playing one game constantly like i've said before it's it's hard for me sometimes that's why luckily i've seen Thie- if i wasn't doing the weekly sea of thieves i'd probably be doing a weekly some other game um just to like give me a break for final fantasy but uh yeah monday tuesday thursday and sunday on uh youtube and i'm looking into simul streaming to twitch again but uh youtube.com slash at b walnuts you can also check out my uh let's plays and stuff um uh the Long Dark came out on uh, yesterday at the time of this release. Uh, uh, Seven Days of Die comes out tomorrow at the time of this release. And there is no Fallout 4 episode this week because I died. And so I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do to move forward with that. Fun times. Yeah. All right. Well, all that said, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.